Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, my guest is one of the most thrilling stage performers of the past decade, Tony winner Patina Miller. After bursting onto the theatrical scene as Dolores Van Cartier in the Sister Act musical, first in London and then in her Tony-nominated performance on Broadway, Patina became a bona fide Broadway star while winning the Tony Award in the Diane Paulus-directed 2013 revival of Pippin. Now, she is coming off of her six-season run on the hit CBS series Madam Secretary, which aired its season finale at the end of December. While her TV responsibilities mostly kept Patina away from the stage, she continued to do concerts and did a very exciting, star-studded, very limited run of a classic show this past summer, which she has some wonderful things to say about in the conversation. This coming Monday, February 3rd, Patina Miller will be back on a New York stage as she joins Seth Rudetsky at the Town Hall for an evening of songs and conversation. We will have a link to where you can purchase tickets to that show in the show notes, and I highly, highly recommend that you do that. Okay, so without further ado, here's my conversation with Patina Miller. The concert is coming up on Monday, and I've often wondered, because I've seen a few of these things in the past, is doing a show with Seth Radetzky different than doing a show with any other music director? Um. Well, yes, because Seth is not to say any other music director isn't a part exactly. of the show, but right. essentially this is Seth's, um, this is Seth's, uh, his thing. You know, it's his sh- concert series um, where he invites uh, Broadway stars and, you know, uh, perform and share stories and things. So it is unlike other things because music directors, you know, you kind of have a rapport and you, you do some talking in between, but that's about it. But, you know, Seth will be just as, just as part of it as I am. And that's exciting because he's super funny and so easy to work with and like just really talented. Now, Obviously, I'm sure you rehearse all the songs, but with those interview questions and that banter in between, does he prep you for that? Or is this all Seth being the crazy Seth that everybody knows and love and you've got to adjust on the fly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like he gives you markers, right? So he's basically going to give me, you know, I we've sat down and talked about stories and songs that I love. And so... You know, I've given him information that uh, he would choose to use and do with what he will. But, you know, there's sort of a structure of the evening and we'll just riff off of each other. I think the uh, beauty and what people love about the evening is, you know, Seth is really so good at um, kind of structuring the evening and telling a story from beginning to end. And, you know, really taking the the audience on a journey to get to know the artist that they're there to see. So I, I'm excited. You know, it's not it's not so foreign to me. Sure. Um, I'm actually excited to sit and not sit, maybe sit. It's more of a casual conversation and uh, look into my life, look into the things that I love to do. So that's what I'm most excited about. Those things that you love to do that maybe people don't know already, what are some of those things that you think might be discussed, whether that's something in songs that maybe people don't think of you as or some part of your journey that audiences might not have been exposed to in the past? Um, I think I've had a pretty, I think my journey is, is, has been pretty much out there. I've spoken about it 
a little bit. Um, I did a show at Lincoln Center many, many years ago, which I really um, delved into my upbringing, how I developed a love for music and musical theater um, and all that stuff. But I think uh, it's been a long time, so it's going to be nice to go back and um, go through some of those things. You know, I grew up uh, listening to gospel, um, but I also loved R&B and pop and blues. And I, I've had a lot of different genres of music that I love so much. And so this evening, I get to mix it up a little bit. And yes, do some Broadway songs, but there will be a few other songs that are out of the realm of Broadway, which um, is a part of my journey and exciting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think so many people, uh, at least from the Broadway side of things, um, saw you in, you know, these big star making roles with uh, Sister Act and and Pippin. And then you went and did uh, a TV show almost directly on the heels of coming out of Pippin, right? I mean, I imagine the pilot shot yes. maybe even while you were still doing the show. It definitely did, yes. And Hunger Games was while I was right. doing the show as well. So I was doing all three at the same time. Wow, that's a, that's a lot all at once, uh, especially with that specific show with Pippin. I imagine that that was uh, an interesting time for you. But then you go um, and you do Madam Secretary with just wrapped up. Um, its final season uh, a month ago. What are the differences between the grind of a Broadway show, especially in one like Pippin or Sister Act when you are the focal point and in Pippin where there's dancing and all that stuff compared to a primetime network series, which maybe might not be vocally or even physically as demanding, but the rigors of that are pretty, pretty uh, comparable to what a Broadway show would be, I think, at least in some ways. Yeah, I mean, it's the mental, right? It, 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 it's the mental rigor and it's rigor. I can't even speak today. It's the mental part of it that's super different. So I will say, and I always will say that the stage, uh, so many people come back to the theater and the stage for a reason. There is nothing like it. Um, I've never been more challenged and more satisfied and just more excited than when I've been on stage. And um, Sister Act and Pippin really required every part of me in a way where, you know, because there's a live audience, because, you know, you have other people on stage, you know what your show is, but there's just a lot of elements about being in a live show. You know, you're, you're doing something and the audience seeing something something's going to happen that night. And, you know, the grind of doing eight shows a week is unlike anything I've ever done. Besides giving birth. Um, that was probably the, <laughs> most intense most beautiful thing but you know being up there on that stage there's there's something that you get the energy from a live audience that you can't get anywhere else on tv you know it's a it's a set um usually when you're doing tv you don't really know that much about your character you're finding out about your character as the pages are being given to you as you go to a table read and you're learning different things about your journey and so how theater is all the way through, you just, you're kind of learning on the fly, which takes another kind of stamina, which takes, you know, I think um, you get to the point of not being expert, but it is something that you have to work on. And for me, in the beginning of my TV journey, it was very hard for me to not know everything I wanted (laughs) to know about my character. And yes, like a good student I am, I created my own world, but you're, it's a, it's a, it's a piece, it's a collaborative piece with a whole bunch of people in LA and a whole bunch of people here. So it's just difficult in that way. And also there's, there's a lot of sitting around and waiting. There's a lot of, um, 
you know, marking where on stage you can kind of be loosey goosey and feel it where, you know, you can't really do that when there's three cameras on you and there's other people in the shot with you. You know, you're just thinking about things you normally have to see. Equally as exciting. Yeah. I, I wonder in that world, that artificial world that you created when there wasn't information on the page, when you do a show for six seasons and over a hundred episodes, I would have to imagine at some point, maybe they threw something in that contradicted something that you had been working off of that whole time. Did that ever, ever did anything come up like that when you were like, oh, I was you know going what? in a completely different direction with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, we have really fantastic people who worked on our show in LA and here who, who really listened to those situations, those problems and were willing and down to address some things. I mean, some things, you know, is kind of give and take, but on things that I really wanted for my character and I really believed in and wanted to fight for, I pushed for those things and some things where I didn't, um, it didn't really matter as much, but for the most part, definitely vocal about you know character direction at the end of the day because it's you who has to do the role you know yeah absolutely so i i wonder you've been a part of you know theater for so long and this was your first real prime time network series how is it what are the emotions like of closing a show versus preparing for the finale of a series oh my god well the emotions are the same. Listen, you're very lucky if you're in a show like Wicked, The Lion King, all of these super long running shows. Um, I imagine it's the same thing. I was with the same people for 14, 15 hours a day um, for six years. It's a little bit different with the theater um, just because, you know, if you're really blessed, you do a show for a year, year and a half. Um you know, you create all these relationships, you know, you're going to see these people on the next journey. Um, within within TV, it really is a family, you know. I mean, we started, you know, you're leaving uh, set at like 12 and you really get to like spend a lot of time and know the people that you work with in a way. And that's what made it as sad leaving Pippin as it did leaving. I'm still not... Uh, I still haven't come to terms with me not seeing the makeup people, me not seeing Eric and Taya and, and him every day. So it's it's pretty sad. And some people live in LA. So other camera guys are going to be working on other shows and maybe you won't work them with me again. It's, um, it's also final and pretty sad because we were together for so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one thing that I always loved about Madam Secretary is as a Broadway person, I mean, this isn't true, but it felt like everybody on that show had deep theatrical roots. Um, I'm sure that's not necessarily something that came up in conversation, you know, while you're sitting on the makeup table. But was that something that you could feel in the work that, that you all were doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was part of a cast who loved to rehearse. You know what I mean? Like, we really talked about characters um, in a way that, you know, I'd heard that maybe you don't get in TV and everyone really just threw themselves into the work. And whenever we could, we treated it like a play and we really, you know, challenged ourselves and challenged the different directors that came on board. And when something didn't feel right, people always spoke up. 
Um, and so that camaraderie with everyone being game to do the show, basically to do the thing was really apparent, evident from our pilot episode. And it continued for six years. And I really think that's why people um, loved it as much as it did. And listen, how amazing to get to sing a few show tunes in between takes with people who get it. You know, it was like we still got to, like, do our thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was I, fun. Oh, I, I, I imagine that the sing-along karaoke type things that fans of the show imagine is not actually how things happen. But you, you all did bust out into song a little bit at times. No, we, uh, I mean, like, we, we did bust out in song. I will say, Bergen will get mad. You know, <laughs> yes, we all, yes. We did all. Morgan loved himself a musical moment. I loved it a little bit, but it was so fun that BB, Bergen, and myself got to do that from the second episode yeah. to like, I think we literally sang every season. It was cool. It's cool to share that. And Jeffrey just made fun of us. And I think deep down, he loved a musical as well. So it became like our thing. Now, this is, might be putting you on the spot uh, a little bit, but if there was one of your fellow cast members from Madam Secretary that you could do a duet with, if you could pick one song, one cast member, is there anything that comes to mind of something that you really would would want to do? Oh, now why are you going to put me on the spot? <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I Listen, I love Zada Ramirez. Um, yes, 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 yes. I think I would, you know, like to be able, I've always loved Zada and to be able to just you know, sit and be in the same room with her and like learn so much from her on our show the past two seasons was amazing. I've I've already done stuff with Sebastian, Bibi and Eric and Sada and that voice. I mean, I would sing the phone book with her. It is you know <laughs> what I mean? Like she's amazing and uh yeah, I jump at the opportunity to do that. I would I would pay to hear and or see that so uh, i'm very much in favor uh, of that decision so um a few more things obviously ton of theater people uh on madam secretary but this past i guess was last summer um you did another project very brief project yes, that had I did. an insane amount of broadway people in that hollywood bowl uh, into the woods and that collection of people with uh, you and Cheyenne and Sutton and, and Haley and Shanice and, yeah. Dad and all those people. Yeah. I mean, what was that experience? Like, Cause I've, I've talked to people who've done the Hollywood bowl things in the past and it's like, it's like boot camp. It's like summer camp. It's all these things rolled into one. And then you go out and do it for like, what is it? Like 5 million people that that thing that that place sits. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you? I yes, had please. the time of my life from the moment I got there to crying when it was over. I had I had been out of theater for such a long time, and I I am a theater girl. I love being on a stage, and when I left Pippin, I was super sad. And it took me a minute to get into the TV thing because I was just used to a certain grind and the camaraderie that came along with being in the theater. Um, to be able to go back and perform a show, first off, that I love. I love Sondheim and I love Into the Woods. Being a mother, being with other parents who are my age and in that world, it was just, I mean, the energy was palpable. We had the time of our life. Everyone just did their roles so well. It was the, it was one of the first times where I was like, damn, they really got this right. Like, this is fun. We had so much fun learning and 
being nervous together and we really just pushed each other. And I think that's why the show ended up being as successful as it was for those, those three days. I mean, we turned LA out. We really did, you know, <laughs> and I'm super proud. I'm super proud of the work and I'm super proud of the new friendship, Skyler, you know, like I'm so happy that people like got to hear him like sing Sondheim and Gaten. I mean, it was just mind blowing. If you missed it, you really missed it. Well, the one good thing about not living in LA, the only good thing when these shows happen is uh, the Hollywood Bowl has a very liberal uh, filming and YouTube policy. So, uh, yes, they do. <laughs> so those videos, so you got, so you got to see a little bit. Of- absolutely, more than more than a little. I uh, definitely watched as many of those as possible because, I, like you, I love yeah. that show and so many great people uh, in that. And cast. I love playing the witch. I mean, like, come on, As somewhere in my journey, I thought I would hopefully get the opportunity uh, to be cast as the witch. And it could not have happened at the right time in my life, being a mother to a two-year-old and understanding the witch so much now in a way that I didn't before. And getting the opportunity to play and bring my own stuff to the role was just like, I would probably do that again if I had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, producers, casting directors, hear, producers, hear that, please. Bring yes. into the woods to Broadway yes. and bring us all because yeah. you oh, won't man. regret it. I can't imagine that whole group getting back together. That would be amazing. Um, okay, I, I have a really random question. Um, at earlier in your career, you were billed by a different name. You used your middle name, and I just have always kind of wondered when. Usually, people add their middle names for equity and union purposes. When did the the, the decision to drop your middle name come in and what facilitated that? Um, basically, if I'm being honest, my name was doing way too much. <laughs> my name was doing way too much. Like when I was a senior at Carnegie Mellon, I was trying to figure out how I wanted my resume to look, like what sounded good, Patina Renee, uh, Patina Renee Miller. I was going through this whole thing. And so then, you know, I had my government name, last name is Bush Hyphen Miller. So it just became a lot to put on a resume. And honestly, at the end of the day, as I was trying to like make myself different with like, my name has got to be like fierce. I was just like, let me drop all that and just like do the work. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have all of that. So I just got tired um, <laughs> mostly because I couldn't really get it to work on a resume. Really? That, that's <laughs> like Renee Miller. So the, the font and the size was actually what yeah, dictated the font. <laughs> it was way too much and then like like the little hyphen that i had on the a because it wasn't patina renee it was patina renea it's just the whole thing i was doing way too much well it worked like i think and and i know this might sound weird and you're probably gonna shove it you know uh, uh shrug it off but like you're at the point now with with a name like patina like you're a one name kind of person in the in the theater world with people like Sutton, uh, you know, and and Audra, those those people that can just say their first name and we know who you are. Like, I, I think your name does enough for you as it is now. Well, thank you. That gives me um, goosebumps to be in the same sentence as both of those ladies. So, um, yeah, man, it, uh, it, it, it feels good. The journey in the beginning, I think about myself in the beginning of my journey and where I am now and. Everything really just happened the way I always dreamed it would. And it's continuing to happen. And I'm just buckling up for the next chapter of um, 
my journey. That's amazing. Well, a couple real quick questions to to end this on, and then I'll let you get on to your next press availability, I'm sure. Um, I couldn't help but think of you when, at some point last year, I think it was in the fall, uh, they announced that Sister Act was going back to London, but that Whoopi Goldberg herself would be stepping back into the role of Dolores. And obviously you worked uh, with Whoopi on this because she was a part of the original Sister Act production uh, team yeah. and she was involved in the the Hollywood Bowl um, Into the Woods. She obviously created that role. So I'm not sure that you necessarily need to give her advice for the role, but she's never done it in the musical version. So do you have anything like any words of wisdom that if you have or haven't or would like to tell Whoopi, what would they be as she gets ready to uh, prepare for, to, to do that show for the first time in that role coming up this summer? Oh, ooh, honey, uh, <laughs> baby, buckle up. She's no walk in the park. Like it is, it is not a walk of the park, but it is one of the most joyous experiences you will ever have inhabiting the stage version of this character. And, you know, Whoopi has fast. Whoopi has all that charisma. I mean, you know, I would tell her to take her own advice that she gave me, you know, and that was to be big, be bold, make amazing choices and like forget everything that you may have heard or know about the role before. And she has an opportunity now um, with where she is in her journey to bring a new take on a role that people um, know her so famously for. And I would say just do that and live your life and like sing out. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact that you turned her words to you back. I, I think that's uh, that's really poetic and really lovely. Um, so, OK, to wrap it up, you talked about the fact that you and Seth had um, mapped some things out. There's some songs there are going to be some show tunes, going to be some some you know, whether it's gospel or R&B or something else mixed in there as well. Um, I won't ask about the show tunes because I think uh, that's probably the people who are going to hear this and, and read this uh, are most interested in. But for something that might be a tease of something outside of that, can you give a little hint as to maybe one song or one artist that'll be featured in this? That Not to spoil too much, of course, but uh, in, in this concert coming up on Monday. Let's just say, like, I've always had a thing for singer-songwriters, and I've always loved really strong women, and Alanis Morissette has always been um, one of my divas. Um, And, you know, I've been singing this song for many, 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 many years. Um, This is... uh, this is the first time I guess I'll be doing it while uh, her musical is on Broadway. Um, yeah. And I did yeah. it up in Boston with Diane, those guys. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be a little jagged little pill tune in there. Okay. I, I love that. Um, so have you seen the, the, uh, the musical yet? I don't yet. No, I have not seen it and I cannot wait to see it. I'm like, don't nobody, don't anyone spoil it for me. <laughs> I, wa- I cannot wait to go. I was going to say, yeah, because you have roots with Diane Paulus uh, and, and all that Many stuff. Many roots. So, yeah, Diane, going all yeah. the way back to. I know it's going to be major. Everything I'm hearing, it's like, yeah, of course it's going to be great because that's what Diane does, yeah. you know, and she has a wonderful cast. So I'm just super excited to go and just sit and enjoy myself in the theater. That's awesome. Well, I have a feeling that everybody that comes to the show uh, on Monday at at the town hall will have the exact same experience. So thank you so much for taking the time. I genuinely appreciate it. This was a delight and uh, have a great show on Monday and uh, continue success with everything else that you have in the future. Thank you very much, Matt. See you soon. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me More. My name is Matt Tamanini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And you can reach out to Broadway Radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. We will have social media information for Patina Miller, as well as all of the information for her concert with Seth Rodetsky in the show notes and on BroadwayRadio.com. Tell Me More is produced and edited by me. Special thanks, of course, to the great Patina Miller, Scott Klein, and the man without whom none of Broadway Radio was possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening. And remember, don't look blue. Don't look back. You'll pull through just in a while because you're on the right track. Also, always get a second scoop. And when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more. <laughs>